0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from... Fiction. The issue of health care.
1: It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will
0: provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. A Susan's call calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie,
1: it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States. 106 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you out there. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of health care. What's the truth about the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, otherwise lovingly known as Obamacare? About 50 changes so far since last year. Um, is there such a thing as affordable health care for individuals and small business owners? What kind of health care or Medicare plan do you or your family need? Uh, and what are the latest changes, breakthroughs uh, in pharmaceuticals, uh, in health care treatments? What, what are the latest programs that are out there now that affect your healthcare and your healthcare needs. We talk about all that and more each week here on America's Healthcare Advocate. If you have specific questions about health insurance or healthcare needs, this I do have guests on the broadcast today. We're very fortunate to have Dr. Christine Horner joining us again. You may recall she's been with us several times in the past. She's back live with us again uh, today to talk about uh, cancer and, and some other issues and some new initiatives she's involved in. This is going to be a great show. But if you have other questions, we're not taking calls on the air because i want to maximize my time with dr horner but if you have questions we do have operators standing by if you need help with health insurance whatever it may be feel free to call 877-385-2224 the number is 877-385-2224 there are operators that are standing by they will take your calls and we will get back to you after the broadcast so whether it's an individual policy you need help with or maybe you're chronologically challenged like me uh, and you're a medicare recipient or um Maybe you're an employer out there and you need help with your group health insurance. All of that stuff we can do. If you have a health care question and we can refer you or help you with something, we're happy to do that as well. Also, you can go online, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. If you've got a question, we will get an answer and get it back to you as quickly as possible. So, All right. As I said, joining me on the show today, Dr. Christine Horner. Uh, she has been with us before. Uh, we are very happy to have her back. It's a privilege to have her on the air with us. back. Dr. Horner is a board-certified surgeon and the leading expert on uh, breast cancer prevention. Uh, Dr. Horner is best known for her national crusade to pass laws requiring insurance carriers to pay for breast reconstruction following mastectomy. Uh, her BRA project, Breast Reconstruction Advocacy Project, was signed into law, a federal uh, bill uh, called Women's Health and Cancer Rights in 1998 by then President Bill Clinton. So uh, she is also the author of the book Waking the Warrior Goddess. By the way. Uh, it was just named Best Healthcare Book of the Year on Amazon.com. Welcome back, Dr. Horner.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back.
0: Well, it is great to have you. You, you, you do a great broadcast, and, and you know we get a lot of reaction uh, from, uh, from the audience when you're on. I have to share a story with you. So probably about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we went right around there, sometime around there, um, uh, we had run your show, And an executive from a major insurance company called me, Um, and uh, it came to my attention that uh, someone in his family had breast cancer. Um, and uh, he, he told me what he thought of the show, that he got more information out of that show, uh, than, and he was surprised how much information he got, what a big help it was, and he, ta- he talked to me about taking turmeric. that he, you had talked about it on the broadcast, and he, he had gone down, his wife was actually going to M.D. Anderson, and he talked about the fact that, um, uh, you know, lo and behold, they started taking turmeric, and we got down to M.D. Anderson. That was one of the things that M.D. Anderson recommended. Well, I sent him a copy of the book, all right, because you sent me a whole uh, series of books, and we sent a copy of the book to his wife. All right, and I got a wonderful uh, uh, note back from her thanking me, and um, she uh, talking about the fact that she had read that bo- read the book and found a whole host of things in there very helpful to her. And that's just one story, but I've got a whole series of people that when we did that broadcast and we put that out there and the book out there, we had a we had a number of people call us, and and that we we then connected with and sent the book out to. So I just wanted to let you know that you're putting out some great information and it is greatly appreciated by this listening audience.
1: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that with me.
0: Well, it was a great story, you know, and, you, you know, the thing about this medium, radio, is you just never know who you're going to talk to, doctor. And, you know, here's a senior executive for one of the major carriers in the country, um, and he listens to the show, um, and lo and behold, reaches out to me and says, God, what a great show. I really got great information out of that. That that doctor was amazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it oh, was, uh,
1: that's great.
0: It was great. Let's talk a little like, I want to talk about your newest initiative, and that, that's this um, HPV uh, vaccine issue. Um, and I'm going to give you a little background on this from where I sit as as a health insurance broker consultant. We get a lot of pushbacks from mom, moms, a lot of pushback from moms, where this is something that they're told they need to do or they're required to do, whatever the case may be, um, and they don't want to do it. Um, and it's interesting that we're seeing um, a lot of parents stepping up to the plate and saying, you know... I, I don't want to do this. Um, I don't want my daughter doing this. It's not something I'm comfortable with. Um, it's presupposing something here. Um, so so give me a little background on how you got into this, and it all ties around to cervical cancer. You know, we all get that. But let's talk a little bit about this and, and, and how you got into this arena in terms of dealing with this HPV vaccine uh, regarding cervical cancer. Doctor?
1: Sure. So, um you know, first of all, I just want to say that I'm not you know like across the board against vaccines. I think that there are some you know vaccines that are uh, truly a benefit but um, when I really was researching this one um it is so questionable that um I'm you know speaking out on it now because Good. um it it really doesn't make sense and um and so, you know, pharmaceutical companies, like most companies, are in to make money, right? And so sometimes they create drugs or things for us and then, you know, create a an illness to go along with it so it will be adequate, you know, for treatment for it when, in fact, you know, it's really not a problem. And that, that truly is a situation, um, you know, with this. So. Um, HPV stands for the human papilloma virus, and what it is is it's, uh, you know there's like a hundred different strains of this particular virus that can cause no symptoms to causing you know just benign warts to um, being a source of developing cervical cancer and in fact, what they found is that in about ninety nine percent of cervical cancers there is the presence of the HPV virus. So therefore, we say, okay, we have this strong link to it, and it appears that, you know, the virus itself is something that causes uh, cervical cancer. Now, the truth of it is, is that the HPV virus is a sexually transmitted disease that, interestingly, is more common in teenagers. And the reason is, is because... um, 98% ninety eight percent of these infections go away on their own, um, and so then you have a lifetime immunity against it, and you won't you know when you're a, as an older individual you won't have it you know so it won't show up as you having it, but you've got these antibodies that give you a lifetime you know immunity to it and again it goes away in ninety eight percent of the cases so only two percent of people that get this particular infection will actually go on to have a chronic Infection that could increase their chances
0: of getting cervical cancer. So basically, the, I mean, so, so I just have to, this is very interesting. I want to reframe this for the audience. So basically, what we're talking about here is inoculating 100% of the population against the possibility that 2% would have the issue and have any serious implementation. Am I right about that? Did I get it correct?
1: That's correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. absolutely correct. All right. Yeah. Now, there's all sorts of other, you know, issues with it. So one is cervical cancer used to be um, a cancer that did claim a lot of life, but it isn't anymore, and it has to do with uh, pap smears that started about 40 years ago. There's been a 75% reduction in the incidence of cervical cancer because Normally, what happens is that um, the development of cervical cancer is something that starts with some abnormal cells and then progresses you know into cervical cancer, so you can catch it early and you know, simply do that by uh, pap smears, in fact, um, by asking women to uh, get pap smears done on a more regular basis, then it's thought that, you know, that incidence could go even lower than that. So that might be the better way to, you know, really <laughs> be approaching this uh, rather than doing uh, a vaccine program. Now, there's okay. all sorts of problems that they have found with this
0: Back. All right, well let's do this, and Doctor. We're running up on the clock here. We're gonna go out here in about twenty seconds. So let's okay. let's leave it there. We'll come back yeah, okay. and then and then let's talk about all these other issues that are coming up with the with this vaccine and the side effects and what it's causing and, and, and maybe some of the motivations behind it. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIV Radio Network coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned, we'll be back with more with Dr. Christine Horner. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, if I can help you with something, send me an email. Go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Christine Horner, a recognized cancer expert. Uh, and author of the best healthcare book, according to Amazon.com, Waking the Warrior Goddess. You know, I actually had that book, Doctor, sitting on my nightstand next to the bed. Now, it's not the only book. There's about seven or eight books there. But nonetheless, um, I do have a tendency to go through that thing in the evening sometimes and pick out a portion I want to read uh, and because there's a lot in there. This is interesting. You know, you wrote the book from the perspective of women and breast cancer and all the rest of it. But I got to tell you something. Um, like the, the, the you know the, the the measurements on what your weight should be and and you know there's a lot of stuff in there that applies to guys at least there is as far as I've found, doctor.
1: Well, actually, the whole book applies to guys too because it's really everything that I found that increases the risk of breast cancer. The same things that increase your risk of every chronic disease, from heart disease to dementia to you know prostate cancer, colon cancer. Those are really similar tumors. So you're absolutely right. Um, you know the the book is designed for women, but it applies completely to men too.
0: Yep, and if you want the book, you can get it on Amazon dot com, or you can go to the doctor's website, Doctor Christine Horner dot com. That's pretty easy, right? Dr. Christine Horner dot com. The book is up on the website. You can order it there. Or you can order it on Amazon if you're an Amazon Prime member like me. You'll get it in two days. So there you go. All right, so let's get back to this HPV uh, vaccine and cervical cancer issue, folks. You know, as we just talked about in the last segment, 100% of the people are getting this. 98% don't need it. Two percent do need it, which begs the question, Doctor, for the ninety-eight percent that are getting it that don't need it. What are the risks, side effects, and other issues when you're putting this stuff into a a, a child, you know, a, a young girl who is being vaccinated for this stuff? What 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 are the implications of that?
1: Well, it actually is implications that go for a hundred percent of the population, not just the ones that you know might might get some benefit from it, but. You know, the first thing is that um, the vaccine itself, um, they don't really know how effective it is and um, how long the effectiveness will last. Um, the only way that they can really measure it is by looking at antibody titers in the blood. Okay. They're not really looking at is there a decrease in the infections you know, rate. So um, by definition... Um, The vaccine contains two different strains of HPV, which cover about 70% of those that create cervical cancer. So you're immediately not covering uh, 30%. So you got about 70% efficacy. But then they actually found that for whatever reasons, it's only about 50% effective. And then they found that within a couple of years, the antibody titers dropped so much that they believe that maybe it's not effective at all. Wow. So... You're getting your kids vaccinated at age 12, you know, 13, whatever like that, and then you find out that, you know, by 17, um, they don't really, you know, (laughs) have any immunity against it. So it's almost, you know, like a worthless, you know, vaccine. Now, worse is that they uh, have had more recorded um, complaints and adverse events associated with this particular vaccine than any known vaccine ever used. And those um, adverse events are very, very serious, some of them including uh, permanent neurological uh, problems, and also they've even had over 100 deaths associated with it. So, you know, your kid gets vaccinated in the morning, and that afternoon they die. And before that, they were completely healthy. Numbers and numbers of reports of that. So, you know, to me, that is so alarming. And, you know, you can look at other vaccines where they do these kind of herd populations they talk about where people can get various different diseases that can kill them. And they just think, okay, oh, well, you know, we know that some people are going to die from the vaccine, but it's okay because ultimately in the population it, you know, lowers the risk of, of death. But in this particular one, um, you know, it's crazy, you know, for me to to think that, okay, you're going to give your kid this vaccination that may or may not work, and then may not last more than a couple of years, and it carries risks that include death? It's like, I don't think so. No,
0: I now. mean, not just that, but when you go back through those numbers, I mean, the diminished effects of these mean if you gave it a 12, and, you know, if you have a child that becomes, you know, I hate to say this, but you, I have two daughters, and, you know, they're long, you know, grown married now and all the rest of it out of the house, but I can assure you, uh, you know, sexually active at 17 we're going to have a serious problem okay and if that does happen then the fact that you gave them the vaccine at 12 by the time they hit 17 or 18 it it may not have any effect at all am i right
1: right that's absolutely right now um the thing is is that they found okay who are those two percent of people that go on to have these chronic infections it's not some random totally random thing i mean they actually find that what happens with the people that don't have immune systems that are strong enough to fight it off, there's a reason. They're smoking cigarettes. They're drinking excessively. They have a terrible diet. I mean, there's something in their diet and lifestyle that they're doing that's really causing their immune system to get slugged. So um, it's another uh, kind of plea (laughs) to to, um, you know, help your children to be as healthy as they possibly can as well as yourself by, you know, the wonderful diet and lifestyle uh, approaches that I have in my book because they're all the same thing. Those are the things that really help to boost your immune system, keep you super healthy, and um, help to ward off every kind of disease.
0: Yeah, you know, but, but one of the other things that's in here, I'm looking at, you know, the information we got before we did the broadcast, some of the, the, the information you, you, that you sent us on this, one, you know, the one thing that clearly stands out in here, and, you know, there may be some folks on the that don't want to hear this, but I don't really care because they need to hear it, and that is, don't let them have sex too young, right, doctor? <laughs> Hello?
1: Well, that would be ideal. But you know what? I remember having a girlfriend once where her daughter got pregnant at the 16, and I looked at her and I said, I wasn't even allowed to date until I was 16. And she looked at me and she goes, neither was she. Yeah. So you, you think you can control your children? No, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, get, you know,
0: I understand that, but I guess what I'm saying is there needs to be some accountability and, and, and let's not just, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, okay, well, they're going to get this and they're going to be sexually active. It's just a guaranteed deal. It's going to happen in today's society. No, It's not a guaranteed deal. Um, And yes, there needs to be some interaction here and some issue with it because the simplest way to prevent the issue from occurring is for them not to have sex when, you know, at these very young ages when they shouldn't be having it in the first place. At least right. that's my I mean, opinion that, that's the
1: ideal thing but you know like I said trying to you know no, I know other, have I know that the, really manifest yeah. is a tough one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah the the, the the standard adage other people's children so I know exactly what you're talking about right. you know the yeah and the the other thing is we're coming on the break here so you know I want to go back through this one quick time though you know we'll, we'll go back through this again when we come back off the break but you know there are, not just in this particular issue. But, you know, and I've gone through Doctor's book and and taken some of this stuff to heart myself. The, the diet and the exercise part of this especially the diet part and the drinking the cigarettes all the rest of it, we're going to go back and talk about that because that's a big part of this behavior has an effect ladies and gentlemen and uh, it's something you need to take into account if you want a copy of doctor's book go to her website drchristinehorner.com or you can order it on amazon it was best health book of the year we're going to be back after the break you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting on the hia radio network coast to coast Across the USA, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Dr. Christine Horner. Stay tuned. We've got more right after the break. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There's a blog up there. You want to go read it on the Cadillac tax. Yeah, I'm not talking about Bruce Springsteen either. Uh, this, there, it's going to tell you if you're an employer what you might get hit with um, if, you're, uh, if you've got a benefits-rich plan. There's a pretty significant tax issue there. You might want to go up and take a look at that called Cadillac coming down the Road. Uh, that's on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, my producer, Mr. Scott Larson. I'm, and coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Dr. Christine Horner, author of Waking the Warrior Goddess. I'm going to tell you something. Whether you're a guy or a gal, man, woman, you know, this book has got so much information in it. It's one of the best books you can ever get your hands on about how cancer is—and we're going to talk about this in this segment—one out of two of you out there that are men are going to have cancer, and one out of three women are going to have cancer. So understand something. There's nobody in this audience, I would bet you, that's listening to this show that hasn't had a family member, relative, friend, somebody that's been touched by the cancer issues. This book goes a long way to telling you what you can do to control that issue and make it uh, uh, and, and deal with it in a way that gives you less risk and lessens your risk significantly. So the book is "Waking the Warrior Goddess." She is Dr. Christine Horner. Uh, you can get her book on Amazon.com or on her website, DrChristineHorner.com. All right, you know it's it's interesting, Doctor. It's it, it, it's kind of like history repeats itself, but it's not history. It's it, it, it's the facts of how this whole cancer issue functions. When I Look at the information, you know, that we got prior to this show to talk about this. You talk about keeping your body in good shape, a healthy diet, low-fat, sugars, um, fruits, vegetables, vitamins, minerals, um, regular pap smears for women, obviously— you, you go on to say that all these things boost the immune system uh, and can make a big difference. That segue that over to, we're talking here about cervical cancer, but let's segue that over to all the other cancers that you talk about in your book, from uh, from breast cancer to prostate cancer. Let's go into the other issues and how this same formula, if you will, fits into all of that. Doctor?
1: Sure. So, you know, what the research has showed us is that there's... Um, certain cancers, uh, particularly breast, prostate, and colon cancer that are particularly influenced by diet and lifestyle. So definitely all the things that are in my book um, will lower your risk of those three different cancers. But in addition to that, what we know is that our body is producing cancer cells all the time, and our immune system has cells in it that will recognize it and eliminate it. And so Virtually for every single cancer, part of the pathway that we know that happens is that there has to be some sort of breakdown in our immune system that occurs for the cancer cells to start growing out of control because, again, it's a normal part of physiological processes to form them and have our our immune system uh, eliminate them. So it's kind of this common denominator where if you're under a lot of stress, you stay up too late at night, you smoke cigarettes, you eat sugar, you do this kind of stuff, all of those have a common denominator of really uh, weakening your immune system so that it can't effectively keep you well. So, you know, definitely the, this, this is just kind of the prescription to keep your immune system as healthy as it can possibly be, and the rest of you as well, so that it reduces the risk of, like I said, virtually every chronic disorder, not just cancers, but also the things that we see in this culture at such high amounts, from heart disease to arthritis and diabetes and all sorts of things. So, um, you know, that's, those are kind of the key things. Now, I know it's tough you know for people to do diet and lifestyle changes and uh, but it's so important to keep your immune system strong so one uh kind of exciting uh, area and you know research has been on some dietary supplements, and you know the name supplement means that you should use them as supplements to your good diet and lifestyle, but the research does show that if you begin with some of these supplements. And that will give you some instant protection, and then you gradually, you know, add the diet and lifestyle um, choices and so forth to your diet, I mean, to your life. And so one of the most important ones, and this really goes in with the cervical cancer one, too, is a um, supplement that's called AHCC, and AHCC stands for Active Hexose Correlated Compound, which is what's called know. Do, do that <laughs> what again? Active. Do,
0: what, you got to do that one more active, time. This is radio. Yeah. i gotta, I got to have you do it again.
1: Hexose, yeah, Active Hexose Correlated Compound. And basically what it is, it's a, it's a medicinal mushroom formula out yes. of Japan. And they've done hundreds of studies on it and shown that it's extraordinarily effective at helping to support every single cell type in the immune system and so effective that people who take it on a normal kind of regular basis have a much lower incidence of many different kinds of cancers, including prostate, including breast and, you know, liver and, and, you know, some more odd ones, even melanoma. Uh, But in addition to that, um, it is incredibly effective in the treatment of certain cancers, too. So uh, in Japan, they actually prescribe AHCC in the hospitals to cancer patients because the survival statistics are so much better. Now, this other really cool piece of research that just came out um, regarding AHCC and the HPV virus. So there's a researcher uh, at the University of Texas, uh, Judith Smith, who took HPV virus and tested the AHCC compound against it and found that it actually killed the virus, prevented infections from occurring, and they did that in the lab, and then they also did that in animal studies, and then they were like, okay, now they're going to test it in humans. And so what they did was they did a pilot study which took women who have this chronic HPV infection. And, by the way, there is no effective Western treatment. So if you have this chronic infection, you know, there's no Western treatment to eliminate it. So she put these women on the uh, AHCC, and the ones that were on for six months, and 100% of them, their infection went away.
0: Wow. 100% so doing, went away.
1: 100%. So now they're doing a much bigger study to see if those statistics stay. You know that, that it's uh, that effective. But no matter what, even with this pilot study, we know it's extremely effective. There's no Western treatment to treat HPV, but guess what? AHCC, <laughs> which is completely harmless and, in fact, has all these wonderful side benefits of killing the virus and preventing infections from occurring and keeping your immune system strong and lowering your risk of many different kinds of cancers, you know, you can do that. So yeah. You know, for me, it's like, well, now that we have that these studies showing that, it's like, doesn't it make a whole lot more sense to give your teenagers, well, you know, a mushroom formula that will right. boost their immune system rather than a potentially dangerous vaccine that may not even work?
0: Yeah, and by the way, folks, just so you know, it's not that exotic. They sell it at Costco, I know, because I bought it after the last broadcast we did with Dr. Horner, and we, my wife yeah. and I currently take it. So it's right there on the counter at Costco, ladies and gentlemen. This stuff, you know, it, it's you don't have to order it from some some exotic website so yeah, yeah 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 that is interesting especially when you draw that parallel would you rather here here you've got something where they've tested it it killed a 100 percent of the virus hello versus two percent of the of the of the of the vaccine working on uh 98 not working so this this is this, this this kills 100 percent of the virus and it's totally natural and there are no side effects from it yeah i'd, I'd say that's probably a better alternative doctor
1: yeah. Only side benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: started taking it myself, you know, a couple of years ago and, you know, knocking on wood here. I mean, I used to always get a cold, you know, like once a, once a year or so and particularly with flying. And ever since I started taking it, it's like, I haven't gotten it. And as soon as I start getting any kind of like, you know, immune dip symptoms, then I double or triple the dose of it. And is to
0: knock it out. So, yeah, So to, We got you know. we've got about a minute and a half left, but I want you before we get off talk about turmeric because I mentioned it coming in and that MD Anderson's doing it now. But I want you to just quickly about turmeric as another one of these very specific supplements that can make a difference.
1: Sure. So um, I I pronounce it uh, turmeric. Maybe I pronounce tomato different than you too, but. <laughs> um, so turmeric is actually a, uh, a cousin of ginger, so it's a, a root, and when you cut across it, it's this bright yellow-orange color, and you find it in the Indian curries. And, by the way, Indian people have that live in India and in the rural areas have the lowest incidence of, of breast cancer in the world, and that's thought to be one of the reasons. So uh, turmeric has uh, got so many unbelievable health benefits. In fact, they found 150 different mechanisms by which it works, and it lowers the risk of over seventeen different kinds of cancers. and it's so profound that uh, the, I mean there's just there's been over seven thousand seven hundred studies in the medical research on it so far, and MD Anderson, is one of the major places where they're doing a lot of research on it because the effects are so extraordinary. So that's another one. I take every day. Obviously, you're not going to cook with it every day, so taking a supplement
0: is important. And I do as well. We're going to come back after the break. We've got one more segment with doctors, so stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the USA. If you want her book, all this stuff is in the book, all right? Uh, If you want the book, Waking the Warrior Goddess, it's DrChristineHorner.com or... You can get it on Amazon.com as well. So that's where the book's at. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocates. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HI radio network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer today, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host Carrie Hall. We're going to continue this last segment with this fascinating conversation with Dr. Christine Horner. Yeah, it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose when she gets on here, isn't it? All this information. I mean, you really pump it out, doctor, and it's great. You know, we get a lot of feedback on this show when you do it, and it's wonderful but folks i'm telling you if you there's there's so, she hasn't even touched the surface of what's in this book uh, if you want you really want to make a difference um, it, 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 you know, th- you can make a difference with this. It can make a difference in your life in terms of how you live and what you do. Um, it, it certainly made a difference for my wife and I. We've adopted a number of things out of here and we've always been very health conscious. I'm in that gym four hours a week, whether I want to be or not, uh, doing yoga mm-hmm. and Pilates. Uh, yeah, don't you love that? You ought to see that. If you want to have a laugh. Yeah. Having <laughs> s- yeah, that's right. I do it by myself. I don't, you know, I have an instructor and I don't, I don't go into a class. It'd be the last thing you'd want to see. But having said that, um, you know, I. We've taken this stuff to heart, and I suggest you do the same thing if you're serious about your health. And for those of you that are chronologically challenged, you better be serious about it because you're not going to get too many bites at the apple to do it and do it right. The website, if you want her book, drchristinehorner.com, or... Um, you can order it on Amazon best health book of the year. it's on amazon.com if you're an Amazon prime member, you'll get it in two days. All right. we've talked a lot about women's issues here. We've talked about breast cancer. we've talked about the, the HPV virus. Let's talk a little bit to the guys here there's a there, you know let's let's talk about prostate cancer you know i uh, um, you know that's something I'm very aware of you know i I get a PSA cancer screen twice a year. Um, you know I, you know i I eat. Uh, certain things, uh, you know, that, that impact that um, and, and take certain vitamins uh, and minerals that, that that have an impact on. Let's talk a little bit about prostate situation, doctor, and, and what guys need to be thinking about as far as that's concerned, what they should do and some of the things they shouldn't do, doctor.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, prostate cancer is kind of considered the mirror uh, image cancer, you know, with breast cancer. And, and uh, both cancers are really affected by diet and lifestyle. In fact, prostate cancer is even more affected by it. And so you can see, uh, you know, if somebody starts to have a rise in their PSA, I mean, it's almost shocking to see in most cases how responsive it is to some diet and lifestyle changes. So um, definitely there's a very, very strong correlation. And, you know, the same things that increase the risk of breast cancer are the exact same things that increase the risk of prostate cancer. And, you know, really, you know, pointing out our American diet, the standard American diet or the SAD diet, I call it the speeding up aging and death diet. Oh, my
0: <laughs> God, too. I love that. Do that again. The one <laughs> Now, read that one more time. The see.
1: The SAD, the Standard American Diet, stands for Speeding Up Aging and Death. I like
0: that. Uh, speeding up aging and death. Yeah, I, I, can, yeah. I, I get that. Uh, okay.
1: So, you know, when we look at the Standard American diet, and really, I mean, the surveys, when they look at typical Americans, you know, where are you eating? Well, they go for convenience, you know. So, um, fast foods are actually the number one things that uh, typical Americans consume. And if you go through that fast food meal, and you look at the nutrition of it and the effects of it, you find that virtually every single element in that fast food meal is something that promotes the growth of cancer so red meat um, in women there 's a four hundred percent increased risk of breast cancer in, in women who eat the most red meat. but wow. in men it's one of the number one risk factors for prostate cancer and one of the number one risk factors for colon cancer and you know the I mean the other thing is is our meat's so terrible? I mean, you could call it a red meat, but it's more like an industrialized product. you know the pink slime and all that stuff in it I mean you're just getting a dose of you know different kinds of chemicals and plus there's lots of different carcinogens in it and then they hand it to you in a white bun that's been stripped of every nutrient and every every piece of fiber and now it's a refined carbohydrate.
0: Yeah, you know? and then and then it's full of salt. Um, and you know the other thing is If you, it's very funny. You know, you, you you when I go to the grocery store, like Lori's still in California, so I'm batching it this week. But I and I had to go to the store and buy some stuff for the week. But I, I when I go in the store, the first thing I do is the vegetables and the fruits, and and I shop the perimeter of the store and I stay the hell out of the canned foods and all the rest. But here's something I find interesting. Even if you're buying something like tea, I drink a lot of tea, and I buy especially in the summer. So you pick up a, a a thing of Arizona tea and look on the back of it, it's Half of them, better than half of them, are made with high fructose corn syrup. And it's like right. that stuff, you're dumping pure poison into your body that your body cannot process. Your, your body's not set up to process it. And, you know, people need to look on the backs of these cans and bottles and packages, look at the salt content, look at this stuff like this high fructose corn syrup. Just quickly talk a little bit about why that particular issue, the high fructose corn syrup, is so bad for people, doctor.
1: Sure. Well, you know, sugar in any form, and particularly in the concentrated form like high fructose, you know, corn syrup, is something that causes your blood sugar levels to go up, I mean, like really spike up. Um, If you consume sugars that are in fruit that have fiber, then it gets absorbed kind of gradually and you don't get these blood sugar spikes. But if you're eating refined carbohydrates and simple sugars like that, it causes your blood sugar levels to spike and that's not very good for any kind of cancer because that's cancer's favorite food is glucose. So the more sugar you're consuming, the higher your blood sugar levels are, the faster the tumors are going to grow. Then the next thing that happens is your poor pancreas is trying to respond by cranking out insulin, and that drives your insulin levels up like crazy. And what they found is that there's uh, receptors on the tumor cells for insulin. And when insulin hooks onto them and turns them on, it speeds up the growth of the tumor, so it's actually a growth factor for tumors, so you're getting kind of a double whammy there, which is why when you do research looking at people that are eating high-carbohydrate meals, that their incidence of cancer is twice as high as, you know, other people, so um, it's a really deadly combo. Now, high-fructose corn syrup also is metabolized in the liver in such a way that it increases the fat in the liver, so, you know, we've uh, in the in the um, popular lay press and everything, there's been a number of articles I've seen about this fatty liver, yep. you know, disease that's occurring, um, you know, that's with the a... obesity epidemic and everything too. But yep. um, that's one of the things that really causes it too. So it's
0: really not good for you, ladies and gentlemen. And that's just a you know, again, the, the, I'm giving you a thumbnail sketch of a ton of information that's already in her book. It's called Waking the Warrior Goddess, Dr. Christine Horner. The website is drhorner.com. You can also get it on amazon.com. Doctor, thank you again. We could do six hours of this. We'll get you Very back. Good. We'll do it again. <laughs> it was great having you on. Thank you for being with us today and uh, spending time with our audience.
1: Oh, you're so welcome.
0: It's That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for today's broadcast. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Until next week.